Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Tasneem Barani, who joins us from Portugal. Her business is actually in London, England, but she's on holiday right now, so it's really wonderful to have her. We're going to talk a little bit about her new book called Human Touch Leadership. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How wonderful to see you and to know that we can join in these wonderful platforms where we're very far away. So I'm really exactly. thrilled to, because Human Touch Leadership is a really unique book. You ended up getting 27 leaders to share some expertise with you. So tell me what the why was behind writing the book, Tasneem. Okay, so the book is actually two parts. Okay. The why I have sort of been inquisitive about the way the human mind works and behavior all my life and when people acted the way they did. And so the human touch name has been in my mind, but the actual formation with all this knowledge of neuroscience, yeah. I decided yeah. that the human side is about using human potential of the mind. The touch is touching it through the emotions that we have and how to navigate through our mind through emotional and conversational intelligence because our self-awareness of ourselves and the way we manage ourselves has an impact on the way we work with others. So if you look at it, we're all connected. For sure. And, the, the, you know, the why is people are working together within organizations. You're not alone anymore. Even relationships are built, whether you're building in business or expanding, and now globally. So I wanted to interview 27 leaders from different cultural backgrounds, different businesses, different age groups, and I took them through a series of questions. But it's the way I asked the questions to stimulate the human side of the brain that came up with answers. Okay. And, you know, they came up with answers that were really positive, but they also reflected on what is it that they wanted to do or they are doing or where the gaps were within this rapidly changing world. And once I got their stories, that motivated me to document it. And that motivated me further to brand Human Touch Leadership. Well, I know that you're a coach and you've been working with a number of businesses, sort of helping them with that, you know, team dynamic yeah. and individual dynamics in order for communication is just so important, isn't it? I mean, yeah. even just the way that we show up on screen, um, you know, our body language mm -hmm. means so much, our smile. Um, so all of those things, I, I know that you're uh, in, in getting those responses from those 27 people must have been fascinating to try to compile all the information. Well, you know what was interesting is that the first thing with every human interaction is you need to make them feel comfortable, just like you are doing with me. Thank you. And, you know, all the elements of making you feel comfortable before and just relaxes that person immediately. Um, so all the apprehensions you have and then getting permission from them in asking the questions and then sending it back to them. Are they happy with it? Because the relationship is built on trust. You don't want to say something that they wouldn't like to be said. 
But what was really incredible is that all of them, I think just through the art of questioning and answering more questions, made them think. So it became a reflective exercise for them. And the stories are fascinating because it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's about having a growth mindset. And each of them has a growth mindset. They were open. Right, right. So how did you contact them? How did you find these well, amazing I, folks? I know them. I know them. So either they're people I know, I've worked with, or they're people who've been on panels with me. Or, you know, I work with a close friend here in Portugal. And she introduced me to a few of the Portuguese people. And you will see from the book, I probably have got five or six Portuguese people from multinational companies. So... And I got to know them through a, a live event we were doing, some webinars. So again, it was trust. Right. Yeah, I, right. I didn't pick them random. I either knew them or somebody knew them or someone introduced me to them. But it was, um, yeah. And I think that's how it all came together. And the so pandemic has helped because mm-hmm. you've had more time. You don't try right. and have time right. traveling. You, you have more time. So, you know, what was going to focus me to pivot? And keep me positive during this time. So that was going to be my next question. What a wonderful segue. Because, you know, we've all been having to find new ways to connect with our customers, with our prospects. And, you know, we've all been sort of going through our own inner reflection. So for you as an individual writer, taking on this task during the pandemic or during COVID, as you say, you had the wonderful opportunity or the luxury of time. But how did you find the writing experience? What was that? What was that journey like for you? Well, if I say to you, Trish, I started to write a book at least five times in the last 10 years. And I've also engaged with different people to help me, you know, when you pay for this person to help you write your ideas. And I just couldn't get going. Right. It was always a barrier, you know. It, I don't know. I think it was my own self-belief. Did I have all the knowledge? So I had to do a lot of introspection with what was right. holding me back because you don't realize that the unconscious mind is quite a powerful trigger. Mm-hmm. Will it be good enough? Will people ever read it? You know, you, and I think this pandemic time gave me time to reflect and grow myself as a person. Right. So, hang on. What is really stopping you? You teach all this stuff, and why are you limiting yourself? So I think it was a a personal growth for me. And then once I wrote everything out, it was having some good people around me um, who, you know, specifically said, hey, you're on the right track. Maybe it's 40% all right. Maybe it's 30%. And then getting a copywriter who really helped me. And then when I – it's interesting because when I sent the first – manuscript out to five or six people who I trust to give their comments on it. They came with 750 comments. Wow. And normally I would say, forget it. I'm not doing this. Right. But then I said, no, you know, I've gone this far. I'm going to incorporate and practice what I preach, having a reflection, being more open and really take all this incredible feedback and with that feedback, we, we got the book right. You know, I, mean, I think I you want to change things. But yeah, for sure. For sure. 
You know, one of the things that I think is really wonderful that you've mentioned is you obviously had really great trust relationships with those five people in your inner circle that you sent your book to. Because, you know, to your point, when you received back 750 comments, wow, that could be really overwhelming. And it could have stopped you in your tracks to say, oh, geez, you know, this is, I'm just not going to do this. So if there was one thing that helped you break a barrier for yourself and your own interflection, because I know we, we both deal a lot with emotional intelligence. So we're very familiar mm. with that dynamic. Is there mm. one skill that you really had to lean on to push into yourself in order to be able to break your own barrier and take those comments and, and turn them into something positive? I think it was living in the now yeah. and really acknowledging all the good work that I have done in the past right. and believing in myself. You know, not being influenced by others. And then as I went through the comments, of course, there were some suggestions I didn't agree with. Sure. But I focused on the suggestions that would just make it stronger. Mm -hmm. But I think it's about having that inner confidence that I'm okay if you're okay. Right. You know, and I think that's what we all struggle with. We always, you know, there's something that's come from our childhood where we never feel we're good enough, so we don't try. Right. And I think the other thing is to remember that fear is only your obstacle. And fear is good at one level to say, what am I fearful about? But then when you go and look at it and look at it on another perspective, is what is the hope that is going to come out of this fear? Right. And I think that's what a lot of people have thought through the pandemic is yeah. We've all been through some form of change, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in a business, whether it's whatever it is. But always remember, and I, I'm a great faith believer, that God or the energy will not give you more than you can handle. Right. And every human being has emotional resilience. Right. And if you trust that energy or trust that faith or trust that, have faith, that you are not alone, you pull through anything. Right, right. Now, you know, one of the, tell me a little bit about, so you've got this fan, you know, because we all, the, the statistic is that 80% of the population feels at some point in time that they'd like to write, like to write a book. But only 5% of us actually pick up a pen and, and take on the challenge. So, you know, I always look at success ratios and say, you know, congratulations to you. You know, you're one of the 5% mm-hmm. in the world that has overcome an obstacle and actually put the pen to paper or clicked away at your typewriter and, and wrote a book. Now, what do you hope to be able to accomplish with those wonderful pages? Because part of the journey is writing it. Then the next portion, of course, is marketing it. And making sure that you have an audience who may be interested in in hearing a little bit more about these 27 wonderful folks. So what do you hope to accomplish now that the book is written and you've got it online and it's available for purchase? What's your long-term plan? Well, you know, the the book is in two parts. Mm -hmm. It's got the beginning with lots of tools and techniques for people Mm -hmm. who want to model human touch leadership. And that builds into a human touch program. So my human touch program that I, you know, so the book is just an, a business card. Isn't it's that like, the truth? That is so <laughs> true. It is so true. A lot about, oh, who is this person? What does she think about? You know, what does she really know? Is she a thought leader? Right. But the human touch program is the customization 
of any organization or senior leader who wants to really make a difference, who wants to maximize the potential of the people he works with and get the best out of their human minds. And to work with me on the way that they embed emotional intelligence, the way they use the principles that we have learned in neuroscience that activates the brain positively, and the way that we have our conversations that trigger off those positive emotions in people. And if they want to learn the mechanism of doing that, whether it's through a performance management, whether it's dealing with a conflict, whether it's communicating and presenting in a meeting, whether it's being a coach, then I'm very comfortable I've got the formula now. And I've oh, also got testing, testing tools to, to get them to see where they are and where they want to go. Isn't that so fantastic? They can, they can have that sort of evaluation beginning and an end. And I think the most powerful thing is that you can change your thoughts and your emotions within seconds. And the only person who can do it is yourself. So if you true. go down that, that sort of um, way of always thinking negative, that these people are never going to grow or I'm never going to do that, you, you don't start well. You've yes. got to start with a growth mindset. Yes, it's a self-fulfilling it's, prophecy, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and embrace the diversity in people. Right. We are living in a pluralistic world. We are, we are working globally. We have the great minds coming from different cultures, different experiences, different personalities, um, and different generations. And, you know, this pandemic has shown that we need to work with different generations. Technology is so easy for the younger generation. And if we don't let them lead, and we are holding on, and we don't learn that side from them while we are giving our words of wisdom to the older generation, we won't move forward. And women and men have different strengths as well within organizations. For sure. So, For sure. You know, my, my, my push or my passion is get the best of the people that you're working with and retain them. And once you have a happy work environment you'll have, and, a, and a really good product, you'll have great customers. That's so true. Now, one of the things that we did, and I love that you used the uh, reference that a book has now become mm -hmm. like a business card. And I so, you know, having written two books myself, I so agree that it's just a wonderful way to sort of, it's an extension of you to give people an opportunity mm -hmm. to get to know you a little bit better. Now, one of the things that we say, it, it, we end with each of the guest blogs is three words of advice. And I know that your three words are actually very introspective to your journey. So they are reflect, be open, and listen. So tell us a little bit about why you chose those three words as a wrap up to our conversation today. Okay, so when you look at the mind, if the mind is closed, you're going to use protective chemicals. Um, you know, cortisol protects you. So mm -hmm. what it also does, it's, it stops the neural pathways to work into the into the sort of executive brain. Right. So in order for that not to happen is reflect, what is it that I want to get out of this situation? What is going to help me grow? So having that reflection with learning agility and the growth mindset. The second is being open. Mm -hmm. If you are don't have a growth mindset and you are closed and you think my way is the only way, your ego comes in the way. Right. 
So moving your language from I to we, what can we do in this situation? How do we solve this problem? Is that openness? And, you know, when you just use the word we and open, you see so much space. When you use the word I and must, you, you just see a box. Right. And then the third is, listen. We, if we really listen in the moment and remove all our filters, our biases, our judgments, our own me tooism, you don't know what you're missing when you're not listening. And if you listen to that person and really reframe, reflect on what they're saying and help them, and listen with empathy, not only will that person have more trust for you, you don't have to agree. You just have to give them that respect and dignity that you've heard them. Things just move in great um, spaces. Well, I want to thank you, Tasneem, for spending some time with us today, because not only is your energy reflected in the image that we're projecting today in this video podcast, I can feel that your excitement and I can feel the passion that you have around your project. And I really want to thank you for giving us a little bit of some insight into those pages that are in your wonderful book. So thank you so much for joining me. And I thank you, Trish, for giving me this opportunity. I Thank love you. your uh, share your stories online. Thank you. That's a great inspiration. And um, you actually are giving a lot of people the confidence to share their stories out there. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. To our viewing and listening audience, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And if you're interested in sharing your story, please visit our website, shareyourstories.online, as we introduced another person behind the logo with Tasneem Virani. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you.